Welcome to Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, featuring conversations with performing artists and industry influencers on what it takes to succeed in the arts. I am your host, Diane Foy, and I believe that you really can make a living from your creative talents. As a publicist, podcaster, and coach, my mission is to educate, motivate, and empower you to thrive with authenticity, creativity, and purpose. Hello, and welcome to episode number 19 of Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. This episode is a good one. We have multi-platinum Grammy Award-winning producer-artist Timberland. Since the mid-90s, he's received over 18 Grammy nominations, four Grammy wins, and 200 ASCAP Music Awards. Timbaland was in Toronto for the Collision Tech Conference with Masterclass co-founder David Roger. Masterclass is an online education platform that has managed to attract the biggest names in entertainment to teach. In Timbaland's producing and beat mixing course, he takes you behind the boards to teach you his process for creating iconic tracks with artists such as Jay-Z, Missy Elliott, Justin Timberlake, and Beyonce. In his first ever online class, learn how to collaborate with vocalists, layer new tracks, and create hooks that stick. It's a great opportunity to learn from one of the industry's most innovative hitmakers. At the press conference, I was able to ask one of the first questions. Thanks to Esma for the question I asked him about female producers. So you'll hear that along with content from the public Q&A. Timberland is a great motivational speaker, as the answer to many questions was work ethic and to never give up. I want to gather all the never give up speeches he gave and put it into one audio And then whenever you're having a bad day, just let Timberland tell you to get back up. We'll also hear from David about how Masterclass formed and how he convinced legends to teach online courses. First up, Timberland talks about mentorship and why he shares his tips and tricks so openly. A lot of producers and people that I work with, it just comes from feeling, but they tell me, what I have explained to them has really moved their career forward. So for me, what I experience is I'm not selfish. I give up all my tools. I tell all my producers, you can go through my computer, take all my sounds because I've tried, I try to better them. And they just look at me as like it's unreal that I do that because I try to tell people God made you and you only so I can give you everything that I have but it's it's not going to sound like me because God made just me and for you it's going to inspire you to go further and so you can have an identity of yourself for yourself and so when I explain that to all my students that work under me they just be at awe because I mean, they call me Timbo the King, but I don't really, I'm like Jon Snow, I don't want it. <laughs> like the Game of Thrones. I just give the information because I see something. I tell them, you are the next one. You are greater than I ever was. I just broke the wall for you to come in to show your ability and who you are. 
Hi, I'm Diane Foy. I have a performing arts podcast called Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive, and I'm a publicist, and one of my artists has a question for you. She wants to know, there's only 7% of female producers and engineers, and if there's anything that you can suggest to kind of help more women get into the industry? I don't think it's, I think before it used to be stereotype, but like you have Wonder Girl, she's a girl, she works for like Travis. I think it's all about your work ethic. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking for the best female producers and I'm trying to like start something different because you always see male dominance. And for me, I'm trying to bring the awareness of women understanding sound because as men, I told this, a group of producers, it was one girl in the room. And um, it was two girls, actually. And I told the men, whatever y'all are doing, is you're bobbing to your own beat. If they don't bob to it, trash. The women make the world move. They know what sonically, what is great, what moves them. Because as men in music, we follow the women. We won't say that, but a lot of men, like, they're not going to the club and start dancing first. It's if they, they, they see their girlfriend, then they're going to react. But I feel like the women producers are really going to take over. I feel like because women understand sound and understand the movement of another woman and what the world needs to hear. They understand. They, they, they even understand kids because, you know, a woman is a mother by, you know, nature. And I just feel like we're going to see more women. They, I know they say 7%, but I feel like women should never give up because the same advice go for women, go for men. I mean, it take a lot of men just as long to get in the business just as a woman. So I think oh, it's just all about perseverance and just breaking down those barriers. Thank you. Next, he was asked about his thoughts on the relationship between technology and music. It's easier, but you know, like everything in life has a pro and a con. You know, it's good if you're good. Now, machines, if you notice, like when any, I'm gonna kind of go off topic, like you go to like customs, there are machines running. Before it used to be humans. I mean, it's some, it's still humans at the customs. But my point, what I'm trying to make is, Technology is just growing, and nothing beats the human touch if you're great, but you have to be aware that artificial intelligence is around the corner. So there will be, a, uh, like, because I have a friend that's developing a program where when the computer is asleep, it constantly makes sounds, and I thought that was incredible. How does a computer make sound if you cut it off? So... He was explaining the algorithms and all these other things that I didn't know. So it made me think that one day they're going to have, they're going to, I heard they're already making where like Ableton, if you program on Ableton, it starts to study how you think. So that's a good thing and it's a bad thing because they can, a machine can produce more than if you're good, you can keep up, but nobody's going to, you know, nothing beats the human touch, but it all goes on to, to me, is your, is your work ethic and how I feel like just because technology is 
moving forward, that don't mean that you stop. You still keep going because your mind is still, you know, making new things. And some people might get discouraged because, especially with trap music, everybody do the same thing. Now, that's that just, people have to be willing to change. You know, and that's what I tell people. Be, don't be afraid to step outside the box. And I feel like as producers now, I always hear, oh, everybody sound the same. No, if you step outside the box, everybody have the same program, everybody have the same dial, but you can do something different with yours. But I think, you know, as humans, I think we get accustomed to one thing and we just keep repeating that one thing. So for me, I'm not afraid of technology. I embrace it because this is what I always wanted when I was a kid. I always wanted more technology so I can do things more easier. And now that I have it, it's a blessing. So up next is the first of many Never Give Up speeches he gave that day. And afterwards, I'm going to play another one that I have random audio from the public Q&A that I don't know what he was answering, but it's another don't give up. <laughs> so we'll just play those back to back. You know, it's really just one thing. Never give up. No matter what is in front of you, you always have to pick yourself up to try again. It's like I made that song with Aaliyah, got yourself off to try again. I think that song means more to the world now than it ever has. Because a lot of people, how do I do this? How do I get back up? I can't tell you to get back up or how to get back up. Just, I try to share my stories on my IGTV, especially with my transformation of weight loss. I mean, to be at my age in my 40s, you know, you'd be like, wow, that's like, I'm not giving up. So that's the only thing that I can tell somebody that's doing anything with music that goes for anything. Don't give up. No matter what is in front of you, you're going to get stumbling blocks. But can you get over those stumbling blocks? That determines who you are as a person. Can you persevere? Do you have sheer will? Do you really love what you're doing? So if a, if a, a, a thong gets thrown at you, do you walk away or do you stay on course? You know, for me, I tell a person really have a strong mind and stay on course. And it, it will happen. It might not happen to the way you want it to happen, but something will happen. That's how you got to stay in people's faces. You got to fight. That's the whole purpose of, that's the whole, everything ain't going to be cool. Some things are going to have some bumps, but it's going to, it's going to strengthen you as a person to take the bumps. It's going to, you're going to not, because I had this big problem for me. Adversity. You got to beat adversity. David was asked about the masterclass business model and how he convinced the legends to agree to teach. And Timbaland is asked what attracted him to work with David and masterclass. I mean, you know, I tried to launch this probably about five years ago. And at first, I don't come from this world. So it's like, hey, am I actually going to be able to get the best in the world to actually teach? And I mean, everybody I talked to said, no way, it's going to be impossible, right? And for people who have achieved that level of mass, uh, of, you know, that top bar of, you know, of, uh, of mastery, 
it isn't about the money. There wasn't an amount of money to offer these folks to make them do it. it. What these folks, what all these folks had to really believe on the inside is that I want to teach, that I want to share my the, everything that I have learned. And I think the one, the one, the one thing I learned from work to work with all these folks is that there was somebody in their life that changed it for them. There was somebody who who was a mentor, who was a teacher, and every single one of our instruct of 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 the instructors want to get want to share that back. Um, and so it is, it's not about the money. It isn't about what the up how much they're gonna earn or what the upside is. It's how many people am I able to get to really love this class. And so it, inside of the company, the question that we always ask everybody who takes our classes is how you liked it. If it is it something that you thought that you learned a lot? Is it something that changed your change you? Um, and the stat that I'm most proud of is that one fourth of the students that take our classes say that that class changed their life. Um, which is a sad, I don't think there's any school in the world that ever thinks like that, but for, for me, that's the type of impact I wanna have. Um, and I think if we can make it that anybody has access to learn from the best in the world and isn't just a small few, few I think the world is a much better place. You want an uh, honest opinion? I mean, an honest answer? Some things are just meant to be. And this was meant by God, David. I mean, God brought David in my life because I wasn't thinking about a master class. I wouldn't think about sharing my art. But he's like, have you thought about doing something like that? And it registered to me to like, let's try something different. You know, I'm always in the studio goofing off. Let's film it. Let's show what I, because every, the thing that really got me is everybody always asked me about me and Justin, Justin Timberlake. And they're like, so what is it like in the studio? I, I, we friends. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. How did you make crime? I said, you have to be there to see it, to witness it. I can't explain like what I was feeling. It was, it's all love from, you know, friendship, real love. And when you, you know, when you're in the, that, that room, stuff comes out. So masterclass was a way to share the magic that people asked me about. The rest of this is part of the public Q&A, so here's another question about the relationship between technology and music. To me, what I think that's an individual question for somebody. For me, I embrace all the technology, so I don't see the flaws in it, you know, say, but now that it's been brought to me, I'm going to start asking the same question you asked me, but me being a producer, and me being always ahead of my time, I needed technology to come about. So I feel like now I'm caught up. So when it wasn't happening, I was criticizing. Like, man, I hate this stuff. But once I realized this is what I always prayed for when I was a kid, I'm just older now. So I'm like, hey, why didn't they even have this when I was 21? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for me, I embrace it. I don't think it's changing nothing. I think it's helping it. You know, everybody's going to look at something when it's new, because it's new, They always, everybody's going to judge and say, oh, it's not good, oh, it's not that. But to me, it's the most enhancing thing that, that is happening to us as creators. It's given us ways to create even different, 
with the technology that's happening. The Collision Tech Conference was fantastic, and I made a lot of new friends and contacts, and one of them was part of the Timberlink public Q&A, and Axel Villamil, I will have him on the show at some point because he's a fellow multi-passionate creative, and we're going to talk all about that. Uh, hey, Timberlink, my name is Axel. Uh, I'm actually a dancer first and foremost, but I did computer science. Uh, I saw you had something in the water. You killed uh, it. Yeah, um, that was cool. PA was amazing. Um, so created an app for formation management for choreographers, and what we do is we sync the music together with their movements so they can share it to them ahead of time before rehearsal, and you paved the way for a lot of us dancers. And Wait a minute. You created... That is genius. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So, so I'm, I'm asking you a question now. Hold on. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> a dancer don't have to go to rehearsal? You can, just, you can just send something and they can do the dance steps on that? That's exactly what we want. Man, you're going to help a lot. Man. See, you, some people are going to get mad at you because of that. Because no, that's my question right now, actually, to ask because, you. Because, see, everything has a, a pro and a con. I would say, to me, the con or the negative side of that is fellowship. It takes away the fellowship of, of the fellowship of people, us coming together. So if I got my app, I'm just doing the routine at my house, and then I'm showing it to you. That is the only downfall I, I think that I see. But some people can't go or travel or fly and meet up with the the choreographer. You know what I'm saying? And how you going to do learn your steps? Or something can come up. But that I, I think the only thing I see wrong is the fellowship part because I feel like dancers. That's your way of happiness, exactly. showing joy. You can have a bad day, but when all y'all get in the room, everything goes away. But with that app, that bad thing gonna be there. <laughs> well, what we want to we want to save time and not take away. I, I agree. That's why I say it's like, exactly. wow. So my maybe question, you well, my question, schedule a day. Exactly. So my question is, you know, what is that balance between bringing technology into the creative sphere, especially for things like masterclass, and you know, for yourself as a producer who who brought it all together? What's what's that line like? I think you have to have anything. It's like a meal. You gotta have a balanced meal. You gotta eat the right stuff. So everything has to have a balance. Now I don't know the balance in that world. You have to figure, like I said, fellowship. So you know that's a big part. So maybe y'all fellowship twice which y'all might do five times. You know, you have to just put a limit on certain things. Don't go full in on something because it's available. Still keep the traditional way you do stuff and add the evolving way you'll do it. That's what I see. Next, David was asked, since celebrities are harder to get in touch with and to convince, um, that he was asked, how? How did he get that first celebrity to sign up with Masterclass? I slept outside of his house for like 16 days. <laughs> um, Dave secured the bag. <laughs> I mean, I don't come from this world. I mean, I just cold called. I sent a cold email to everybody I could. Um, every single person said I'm crazy and nuts, um, which... Also brings some really dark days, right? Because you actually think that you're crazy nuts. It also, when it all clicks, is also a sign that that might be a great idea because everybody else thought that was going to be impossible, that you weren't, you weren't going to be able to actually do it. Um, and so it probably took me a year to sign our first person. Um, and 
it was funny. Um, everybody who said that, like, I can't do it, or it isn't going to work, or this person is going to say no, now every single one of those folks is like, I told you, it was going to be a great idea. <laughs> um, and so, as an entrepreneur, one of the things you have to take is, like, I, I believe something that everybody else thinks is wrong. Um, but I believe it so much that I'm still going to push the right. This is a fun one, because Timberland was asked about the hit with Jay-Z, Big Pimpin'. And he had a great story to tell. You don't want to ask about that right now. <laughs> First of all, I had a big lawsuit, which I don't know if y'all read about. I actually won, but I'm honest about something. You know, it wasn't that I was walking in New York and I heard this, this and then I'm like, you know, that feels good. And, the, and I put my phone like I always do, grabbed the Sonics, and I try to recreate it, you know, and I found where the sample came from. And I didn't know that that, I know it felt good to me, but when somebody who knew about the record, they's like, do you know how big that record was in our country? I said, it had to be because it's big here, you know what I'm saying? It felt good to me. And I and what happened with that song, let me tell you about that beat. So with that beat, I was working on Jay. He was leaving the studio, he was about to leave the studio. We was all about to leave. And I actually had that beat saved for Tim and Magoo, right? And I'm like, uh-uh, we, no. Nah. So Jay was walking out the door, and I said, man, I got something I want to play, but I don't want to play it to you, but I think I should play it to you because this is the right thing to do. He said, man, just play it. So I played it. He had his jacket on, and him and this guy named Hip Hop, He, I played it. He got to the door, he took his jacket, he said, ooh, and took his jacket off. And, and, I, and we had this discussion in the studio. I was like, all right, this track going to beat your ass. This one of these tracks is going to beat you up. You have to come back the next day and finish it. He's like, I got this. And then I was sitting on the couch, and he was like, all right, I'm going to come back tomorrow. So, <laughs> so he came back. He called me, actually. He said, you got to come and hear this. So I get to the studio, and the first line, I think he said, love him, leave. And I was like, cut it off. This is insane. And that was only the first two lines I heard of the song, because he captured the feeling of that. He captured that and, made, and brought it to life. So that was a proud moment for me, because he made, he saw what I saw in that song, but I, I know I couldn't do it. And I knew he was the right guy to do it, which was, which was my brother, Jay-Z. The songwriters in the, in the crowd wanted to know how best songwriters could shop their music to artists and producers. And it turns out Timberland is working on an app for that. You know, that's a good question because I think a lot of people have that question. Right now, I'm on the process of creating this platform, the title called Beat Club. And I feel like it's going to connect all creators such as yourself, just like how Apple cre connected us to buying music. You know, I feel like creators, we don't have an outlet for us to share our talents. So if you had a place where you can grab a beat and put your song in a place, a hub where you can hear it and anybody can pick it, any artist, I think that's what's missing in our creative world because we don't hear about producers as well as we hear about our artists and people who write songs are not, we're creators, we're not in the flashy type, we're behind the scenes. 
So I'm working on that because I, I hear that question a lot and I really don't have, the only solution I can say is, is create iTunes for creators and writers and beats. You got to create that. So people say, oh, who's the hottest writer? Who's the hot? Oh, she's hot. Have your profile. I'm thinking of some cool ways. It's going to be cool. Next, David talks about the early stages of Masterclass, how he got that off the ground, and how he kept going after receiving so many no's. Um, I have a bit of, of a strange story there. So I was working in, in, I was working in venture, um, and I decided I didn't like to invest, which I know is like a weird thing to say here, but I actually didn't like it. I wanted to build again. And I went to my boss, and I told him this. Um, and basically, he was like, I'm going to fund you. And I was like, I don't have an idea or team. And he gave me a check for about half a million dollars and told me to go think of an idea. And like, I was floored. It was so kind. And I remember I called my best friend, and she goes, her first response, right? I'm thrilled, right? This is like once, a, once in a lifetime chance. I call, I call her up, and she goes, is he an idiot? And I was like, excuse me? She's like, I mean, I really care about you. I think you're a smart dude, but this makes no sense to me. Um, and you think it's a really awesome year. It probably took me a year to think of the idea. You think it's really awesome. It's tons of pressure because, like, this is my once-in-a-lifetime chance to create something great. Um, and that's really hard to do on the spot. I can't, I can't go gripe about it to anybody because how am I going to gripe? I have a half a million dollars to do whatever I want. I'm not going to get it, you know. Um, and um, I met somebody who gave me a great constraint. And the constraint was pick something that eat that, eat that, if, if, if the thing fails, you are still going to be proud of it. And all of a sudden, all my crappy ideas went away, and I knew then it was going to be in the education space. Um, and to me, that worked, because then I was like, hey, that actually is a sign of what I actually care about, and I'm going to work my ass off for it. And there are days as an entrepreneur that are really, really shitty and hard, and there's days that are awesome. And I think the only way to deal with the shitty ones are that you actually, really, you actually care about it. You gotta love it. Next up, Timberlin just learned about Im Imogen Heap. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, and her creative passport app for musicians. So it was kind of validation for Timberland about his app and how maybe they should all get together and uh, really make it take off. Well, see, see, it's like. Those are people that I'm trying to get together for this one. It takes one, and she she is amazing vocalist. Her vocals are insane. So, the you saying this platform, I'm in shock because that lets me know that back to what you were saying, it's coming. It's like Dave started it with Masterclass. That's the next step. It just imagine me connecting with her, everybody connecting, and we making it big. And that, 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 would, that would help change your perspective when you're talking about music industry and the music business. It's everybody connected that are doing cool shit like she's doing. Here David talks about the mission of Masterclass and where he sees it going from here. And will it always be major celebrities teaching the courses? And he had some really great thoughts on that. I think about it as... If you do a poll and ask people who is the best in the world at something, odds are what they are going to say is an old white man. And what I, the whole mission of Masterclass was 
we can change what people see as being as being great, as being masters, the best. And if we're able to collect the best of the world, we can then start to bring folks that are less are actually less well known and show them as being the best in the world. So what my hope is through 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 this and through getting folks like Tim involved. Um, is that we can start to create a brand of the best in the world that then allows us to bring in folks that you might not have heard, that you might not know, that actually is a master, and we can start to make things more equal. So wrapping up, the last question was about his production style and if he always let the beat rock for a bit, kind of before the artist came in onto the track. I feel like for me personally, I feel like my beat is the artist, so it's, 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 it's my way of letting me shine without speaking. My music speaks for itself. So I think I always done that before the artist got on. So I, sometimes I maybe have too much on the track because, like I said, I believe my beat is the artist, so I'm creating it to sing to you. But I'll take some stuff off to give the songwriter so much room to breathe, and then at the end, it's my time to let it shine. <laughs> and there you have it. It was so fun to hear from him. It's funny that if Timbaland and Akon and these superstars came to Canadian Music Week, I probably never would have gotten anywhere near them. It was really cool. Hi, Timbaland. Here's a question and only be one of a few people that get to even ask a question. Be sure to check out Masterclass and Timbaland's Beat Making course for transcript and links. And I also show the video trailer of Timbaland's Masterclass on the website. So if you want to check that out, it is at dianefoy.com slash 019. As always, I'm building a community of performing artists on Facebook. If you want to join the group, it's Sing, Dance, Act, Thrive. Come, ask me a question, and participate in the group discussions, and I hope to see you there.